Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work, today I'm turning the tables on you. Lots of a different, a totally different approach than normal, but don't tune out. I've got some incredible news for you about a program that very few people know about that can Each one of us as Christ followers in the workplace, whether we're business owners, business leaders, or employees, can make an impact and help students get into private schools around the state of Florida. We've got Ron Matus, Director of Public Policy and Affairs for Step Up for Students. He'll be joining us for a discussion about turning your state tax dollars into scholarships to private schools for families in need. But before we get to Ron, a verse of scripture. Hey, if there's a this is from 1 John 3:17. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. And Deuteronomy 15, 7 says, If there is a poor man among your brothers in any of the towns of the land that the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward your poor brother. It's all about God blesses us to bless other people. God blesses you not to increase your status of living, but to increase your status of giving. Ron Matus, welcome to the I Work For Him show. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. I'm really grateful. I'm excited to have you here. I know this is a little out of the box for you. Is this your first time on radio? 
Uh, it's the first time in about 25 years. I think I was on the radio in college one time, but it's you, the first time since you think, then. But, you think, but those those years have just vapored themselves out. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so we're, we're here to talk about an incredible program called Step Up for Students. But before we do, you got anybody you want to say hi to today on the air? Uh, sure. I'd like to say um, hi to my wife, Julie, and my kids, uh, Carter and Graham. And I'd like to say hi to everybody at Step Up for Students. And I'm sure some of those folks are listening right now. I'm sure they are. And they'll get to listen, if not right now live, they'll get to listen to the archive later. So they'll, they'll hear that later. Absolutely. You know, one of my friends, Dave Shank, sent me an email. He goes, Jim, do you know about Step Up for Students? I'm like, well, I've heard of it. He goes, did you know that business owners can direct their state tax dollars towards this program? And this program... Private schools can apply to participate in your program and direct those funds towards pro, towards families in financial need or families that have special needs children. And I'm like, nope, I didn't know about that. He goes, you need to talk about that on your radio program. And I said, as long as I can apply it to business, I want to talk about it. And then we went through Sherry. It's Sherry Ackerman, right? Yes, sir. She has worked very hard to get you here today and to get us our guest that's going to call in afterwards. I bet she sent me 25 or 30 emails. It's been quite an effort to get us here today. So it's, I, I appreciate her very, very much. Don't ever let her go anywhere because she's pretty amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt. So this, what is Step Up for Students? Sure. Um, Step Up for Students is a nonprofit. Um, and our mission is to help disadvantaged kids um, have more options, educational options, so they can find the schools or the services or the programs that work best for them uh, and so they can be successful. Uh, what we're most known for is uh, what in Florida is called the tax credit scholarship. Yep. Um, and what that does is allow low-income students to go to private schools if that's what their parents want them to do. Um, the program started in 2001, and we've grown steadily since then. Um, right now, we have 70,000 students around the state that are that are in the program on scholarship. Um, Two-thirds of them are black or Hispanic. The average family income is 5% above poverty. Which uh, is what? Let's talk real numbers, because let's, let's help people understand what that means. Because, you know, you hear federal poverty numbers, and you hear mentioned like $20,000, and like, that's not poverty. That's ridiculous. Okay, so the federal po- you're considered, in order to qualify your program, they have to be at what level of income or below? In order to qualify for the program, they have to, or to be eligible for the program, they have to qualify for free or reduced price lunch. Okay. So for a family of four, that's about $43,000 a year. Okay. But the average family is making about twenty-four dollars or $25,000 a year. So these families are of very limited means. Right. This is, is these are a lot of single-parent families? Exactly. More than half the families are single-parent families. There's nothing harder in the world than being a single parent. I, I can't imagine. We, I, I've, I know many of them, and I know they work very, very hard. I can't imagine how tough that life is. And that's, and that's why I was so excited to bring you on, because you know, as Christ followers, one of the things we're called to do is to help others, because that's what Jesus did. He re- reached out to people, and he wanted to always help people. And this is a great way for us to help our neighbors get in, get a quality education and do it in a creative way. I mean, you're nonprofit. People can give you money and get a tax write-off. That's the simple part. I mean, right? They could do that. They can write a check to step up for students, can't they? Well, businesses can. Okay. Uh, the, the way it works is that if you're a business and you um, have a tax liability with the state of Florida in one of five areas, either a uh, corporate income tax, insurance premium tax, uh, alcohol and beverage tax, oil and gas severance tax, and direct pay sales tax. If, you, if you're a company and you have a tax liability in any of those areas, what you can do is 
contribute to a, um, a scholarship funding organization like Step Up for Students and get a dollar-for-dollar tax credit. And, and that's what hundreds of companies do. And that's great. we got to write all those things down. But you're also a 501c3, though, aren't you? Um, yes. Okay. So, so, so individuals can individuals contrib- could contribute. Absolutely. I mean, and that's why, because not all of my audience is actual business owners. I mean, I got lots of people that work on their own businesses, but also are in business, but they're Christ followers and they want to really make an impact on their community. They want to make an impact on Tampa Bay. And that's why I ask that question. So they can actually help kids get into private schools uh, through this program by writing a check as well. Yes, they can. I mean, we have some individual contributors, uh, not many at this point. I mean, or, or if we have some, they, they tend to be smaller contributors. So it's a to- it's a, a very tiny part of our overall contributions. But yes, they can. It's totally tax deb- deductible, and we'd love to see more more people step up and do that. All right, so let's dig through that. Those five different state taxes that people can basically, it, let me just clarify. Oh, let's list those five taxes. So what are those five, ta- five taxes again? Uh, it's the corporate income tax. Okay. Uh, insurance premium tax, um, oil and gas severance tax, um, direct pay sales tax, um, and alcohol uh, beverage tax. So direct pay sales tax, is that what you said? Yeah. And then what was the alcoholic beverage one? Alcohol beverage tax. Okay. So those five taxes, when they're when they're filing, those things they file on a monthly basis. Don't they file those things to the state on a monthly basis? I'm actually not sure how the payment schedule works for you that. You should really know that stuff. I should know that. Okay, all right. I, so I, let's I, just, I'm pretty sure it's on a monthly basis because when they collect tax revenues, everybody wants, the state wants to get their revenues as fast as possible. Instead of them directing those revenues to the state, do they actually do they actually redirect them to you, or do they pay them to the state but then get a direct tax write off of off their tax? I mean, how does how does that actually work? Well, they 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 need to go to the Department of Revenue site and they can follow the, the directions on there. Got it. Okay. But the so contribution goes to us, and in return for that contribution, they get the dollar for dollar tax credit. All right. So they get credit for paying their taxes, but the money gets directed to you. Right. And that's on the Florida DOR website, the Florida Department of Revenue site. Yes, it is. All right. See, that's pretty exciting. And, and, that, and go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if anybody has any problems finding on the site, they can contact me or anybody at Step Up, and we will direct them immediately to our development team, and they can get them all the answers they need right away. And the website, your website's extremely. It's got a lot of information. It's stepupforstudents.org. Stepupforstudents.org. Nothing fancy about the spelling. It's right out there and easy to find. And there's all kinds of information out there. Oh yeah. And, and it describes really how well you do. Uh, so. When you've got two programs, so you've got the program for under families that that couldn't afford to get their kids into private school, they can apply for these scholarships because of an income level or lower. But you also have the special needs scholarships. So, do they work differently, or are they the same? They do work differently. Um, and and I guess the one thing I should point out right away is the tax credit scholarships are funded by corporations okay. in return for uh, tax credits. Right. The the new program we have, which is called the Personal Learning Scholarship Account, that is funded with state money. So that's a, a different thing. That's not funded by corporate comp- contributions. Okay. And that program is totally exciting. It just happened last year. It's only the second of its kind in the country, and it's directed at students with significant special needs. So students with autism, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, spina bifida, and four other categories. So they've got cat. It's actually laid out on the categories. Yes, okay. that's right. And and the way it works is, um, you know, parents apply, and then they get money. And 
they are not what's cool about it is they are not limited to just tuition at private schools which you know is essentially what the tax credit scholarship program covers they can use that money for any um any array of services and programs that they think is best for their child. So, for instance, they could use it for uh, private school tuition if they want, but they could also use it for tutoring. They could use it for therapies, which a lot of these families need a lot of therapies for their kids. They can use it for curriculum and materials. They can use it for technology. Whatever the parent deems best, whatever they think is the... um, uh, best menu of things to cobble together for their kids, that's what the program allows them to do. So you just use some magic words, whatever the parents deem best. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually the parents getting to make decisions that impact their child's education and well-being. Exactly. It, it's, it's parental choice. Wow. That's powerful. I didn't know we had that still. Uh, it's coming back. Uh, we, uh, we, we do have it in Florida more than other places. I was going to say, how many other states have programs like this? Well, you know, there's more and more of them. There's only there's only two states that have uh, what are called education savings accounts, which is what the PLSA is. Um, but Mississippi um, is going to have one any day. It's just there's a bill there that's awaiting the governor's signature. Um, there are a half a dozen other states that are considering them right now. So you're going to see more and more of these things called education savings accounts. So what are the other two states that have it right now? Uh, well, Arizona was first. In I, thought, I thought Arizona was one of them. Arizona's a pretty progressive state when it comes to parental choice. But Arizona's first, Florida second, Mississippi's going to be third. Because Arizona, my folks live in Arizona, and they can actually direct their state income tax refund, or they can actually check a box and direct their state income tax to, the, to a step-up for students-like program. That's individuals, not businesses. That's individuals can do that. That's right. Florida, we don't have an income tax. Praise God, we don't have an income tax. Isn't that the greatest (laughs) thing ever about living here? In Minnesota, we had 8% income tax. Wow. The only place I ever lived with an income tax was Georgia, and it did did kind of sting. Yeah, but in Minnesota, we had roads that made sense, highways that actually connected to places that... the less traffic, and all of the parks were amazing, and they were clean. So you're arguing in favor of an income tax? No, but I'm just saying that, you know, in that place, at least they actually use the money, and the roads make sense. You can actually drive 50 miles in 50, in 50 minutes in Minneapolis. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Imagine doing that. I mean, <laughs> seriously, you know, I 16 miles, 16. People, all my friends go, Jim, all you do is complain about the traffic. I said, yeah, live here for a year. <laughs> I, I mean, New York City actually has highways, you know. We don't really have highways. Although 275 is supposed to get better this weekend. All right. We don't that. need to talk about traffic. Okay. I, I do get. I do have a soapbox about that because I can't stand it. <laughs> okay. So the whole purpose behind Step Up for Students is what? So let's spell it out for people. The whole purpose behind it. The whole purpose is to provide more educational opportunity for disadvantaged kids. I mean, no matter how you slice it, no matter what academic indicator you look at, we know that um, low-income kids and disabled kids aren't doing as well as other kids and aren't doing as well as they should be and aren't doing as well as they need to be in order for us to have a strong society going forward. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And we believe, and I think the evidence bears this out, that the more options you offer parents, the more opportunity there is for them to find what works for their kids. Um, And that's why in Florida, you know, in the span of a generation or two, we've gone from a system of almost entirely neighborhood schools to now a situation where more than 40% of the kids go to something other than their neighborhood schools. And so the tax credit scholarships are really just a small part you know, of that bigger puzzle. I mean, we have charter schools now. We have uh, we have McKay scholarships, which are vouchers for kids with disabilities. Um, we have the new uh, education savings accounts. We have magnet schools. We have career academies. We got tons of things. And, you know, at the end of the day, 
it's a good thing. I mean, the world ha- is changing for the better when it comes to education. Oh yeah, and and what's really cool is even in the public school system, there's for those parents that that's their only choice in the public school system. There's a lot of public schools that are really striving to compete with the private schools because it's it's raised the level of challenge for them. I mean, Osceola Fundamental, man, just this listed out. I mean, yeah. The kids coming out of there are amazing. What an amazing program! But they got rules, they got regulations. If kids don't do what they're supposed to do, they get kicked out. Imagine that. Rules and regulations in a school. <laughs> hey, Jim, I'm so glad you brought that up because I personally don't think that school districts get enough credit for the fact that they are responding to parents' desire for customization and parents' desire for more choices. And they really are providing a lot of good choices. Now, it's, there's never enough. You can always have more. And uh, with t- technology and um, you know more parents becoming involved, there's going to be a demand for more choices and the ability to create more choices. But you know, we feel like we're partners with, with school districts and uh, partners with those in traditional public education um, to provide more options. And it's not either or. You know, school districts can provide them. The private sector can provide them. We can all provide more choices that help kids. But before we get back to Ron, it's time for our book highlight segment brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Hey, the book today was written by the Pocket Testament League. It's called Inspiring Stories of God's Power and Faithfulness, shared by members of the Pocket Testament League. I've had them on here in the past. This is a, a bit a organization dedicated to getting the Word of God into the hands of people who don't know who Christ is and what the scriptures actually say. It's just what they've heard on the street. The Pocket Testament League encourages people to give the gospel according to John out to people on the street, and people tell the stories of the conversations they have as they introduce people to Jesus according to John. It's an incredible thing. I encourage you to check them out online at ptl.org, thepockettestamentleague.org. And this book is all about stories of people who have shared the Pocket Testament and then written their story. So call into the studio line. I've only got one copy to give away today. 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. And remember, you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, we're back live and in studio with Ron Maidis, Director of Public Policy and Affairs for Step Up for Students. And we're talking about turning your business state tax dollars into scholarships. And, Ron, when I said that during the break, you go, but that's, we get to talk about that, Jim. That's not exactly true. And so let's just correct me. Tell me what the real truth is. Well, I just wanted to make a, a key distinction between tax credit scholarships and what are often called vouchers. Uh, Florida used to have a voucher program. It started in 1999 and it was declared unconstitutional in 2006. And right now there is a lawsuit against the tax credit scholarship program which argues that the program is essentially a voucher. But there's a key distinction in that vouchers are government money. You know, vouchers are funded with money from the state treasury. A tax credit scholarship is different because it's funded by corporate contributions in return for tax credits. The money never actually goes into the public treasury. And 
you know, some people might think that's splitting hairs, but it's a key legal distinction that's been uh, important in cases around the country and probably be, uh, you know, at the heart of the matter here in Florida, too. For the last half hour, we've been talking with Ron Matis, Director of Public Policy and Affairs for Step Up for Students. You're tuning in right now and you're going, Jim, kind of an unusual show for you. I'm like, yes, it is. But this program is so incredible. I wanted everybody in Tampa Bay to hear about it and hear how they can direct portions of their pre-assigned business tax dollars right into your program which helps underprivileged and un- under what did you how did you describe it ron not underprivileged underfunded we, we say disadvantaged that's a better word disadvantaged it's it's all words and i needed to hear what the right ones were disadvantaged families all over tampa bay get into private schools to help their kids learn better and function better it's not just for uh, students to get into dis- money issues but it's also special needs students that are supported by by uh, step up for students that's right that's right all right now we've got a special guest calling into the studio today and this is a mom her name is lindsay morris and she's been participating in the step up for students program and i'm gonna let her tell the audience about how it's made an impact on her family lindsay morris welcome to the i work for him show Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your story. I know that Sherry worked very hard to find a mom that could share the story for our audience, because it's one thing for Ron and I to talk about this. It's another thing for somebody to say, hey, here's how it impacted my family. So first of all, Lindsay, how did you hear about Step Up for Students? Well, when we, about 10 years ago, when um, we moved to the area, a friend of ours had a son who was actually going to the school, going to academy prep, and we, this, it's a partially funded by the scholarship. And so he told us about the school, and we were a little bit worried because um, our kids—they're smart, they're they're you know they're active, they play baseball at the time, and you know we just wanted them in an environment that would push them academically, but also socially they wouldn't have a problem with a lot of the social issues that you know affect so many people today. We. You, you're just trying to protect your kids as much as you can, doing sure. the best you can. Mm-hmm. So, so that's uh, how we heard about it. So you heard about it from some friends. Okay, so in, in applying to the process, how many of your kids, you, you've got how many children in school right now? I have six children. Six children. How many of them are in private schools being helped by the Stepper for Students program? There were two currently, um, but um, they've all, well, all or my last one, he's going to Academy Prep next year, so he'll be starting. He's in um, elementary school, uh, regular ele- ele- elementary school currently. Okay. But, um, yes, so uh, all of them have gone through, but two currently, because those are the two that take the scholarship. Okay. So was the process difficult? Was it an arduous process to get into Stepper for Students, or did they make it easy for you? What, did it, what was it like? It's not uh, difficult. Uh, it wasn't difficult for me. I'm not sure how all schools work, all the schools in the program worked, but our school was very much, you know, um, from the beginning, they explained the process, they explained what you needed for the school, they explained uh, they explained what you needed for the scholarship. They were very helpful. They were like, look, even if you don't have a computer at home, you can come to the school. They'll help you. They'll help you process, you know, process every, every step of the way. If you have questions, when we first started, they even had an informational where they had a representative from Step Up for Students um, 
come out to the school, you know, one evening or a couple of evenings to explain the whole process to everyone, how it worked and so forth and so on. But now since, you know, they've been using it so much, the staff there helps the parents as they go along. So it's not like they just, you know, leave you out there on an island and you're by yourself and you have no clue. And if you hit the wrong button, that's it, you're done. You know, it's it's not like that. Uh, the the, um, the the folks that step up for students are very helpful, and the school was very helpful as well. So talk about the impact on your family. As I understand it, you're a single mom. You just said six kids. Yeah. I didn't know you had that many kids. As Sherry wrote it out, I didn't, I didn't do the addition, so I didn't know there was that many. You've got, two at, you've got right. two at USF. Are they both at USF in Tampa, or is one of them at USF St. Pete? Where are they both at? They're both USF at Tampa. Okay. My oldest just turned 20, and I was about to ball. But um, <laughs> he wants to be a mechanical engineer, so he's working towards that. Good. You want to my encourage son, him that so he can help support you when you're old. That's the very good. Oh they, oh, they all have jobs. Don't worry about me. I'm way ahead. <laughs> That's good. Very, very good. So talk about the impact on your kids. You were able to get them an education that what, you chose to get them into private education on and off through their, through their school years. How? What was the impact on your family by going through this with Step Up for Students? Um, it was it, it was the best thing for me, for me and our family. It was the best thing that I could have done for them because uh, my children and, and I have children at various levels. So I don't want people to think, oh, my gosh, my, my children has to be, you know, straight A++ and be ultra smart. I have... Um, uh, my youngest, he can do math problems in his head that baffles some adults. But then I have um, I have one son who was left back in second grade because he struggled with um, with English and and reading. So I my kids run the gamut. So, but it was just the impact was they don't give up on you. The school and the scholarship helped fund these schools that they don't give them up on your kids. They will push them if they need that extra push. They will help them if they need that extra help. They have um, at Academy Prep, their study hall. You go to school from 730 in the morning till 5 in the afternoon. You have all these enrichments. A lot of times um, with, you know, budget cuts and things like that, you know, kids don't get what they used to get. They don't get, like, the arts and the, the exposure to just different, like, gardening and, and organic, you know, organic gardening or, you you know, the, the, the nature that we're surrounded by, they don't get a chance to, unless their parents are able to do it for them privately, they're not able to, to have access to certain things like that. So they, um, they have, um, they have, they partner with Lightning and Sweet Bay and to get them to, to eat better and to get them to be more active and just to broaden their horizons. They have all type of professionals that come in to expose them to all these different career opportunities. Um, just visit Florida and see different parts of Florida, see what your environment that you live in, besides, you know, TV and video games, but, you know, you actually expose them because they have Saturday field trips. They go to all the museums. They, it's just the exposure and opening up their mind to so much more that's out there. Did you, and the scholarship funds that. Did you find that the uh, school, when you got your kids into the private schools, they were more structured and helped institute that into your kids as well? And that's what helped perpetuate the learning and grow the, their learning abilities? I think um, as with our, my schools, they're smaller environments. Okay. They have more autonomy as far as making sure they can tailor their curriculum or, or the, to the staff or whatever area more towards what the kids need because they might be it's just it's just a it's a private um school and it's more focused sometimes for some people um you know you're you're a 
regular public schools will work for them. And I always tell people I am not anti-public uh, schools. My uh, majority, if not all of my kids, have gone through public school at one point or the other. But as far as, far as options as they were going uh, later on, the options became a little bit more limited for them, and I wanted them to have more, me personally, for my family, and that's the way it worked. Sure. Some people are able to do it, you know, going through public school, and the public schools in their area are great, and they're able to do it that way. And um, I have friends who... Oh, it works for them, and so. But my thing is, it's it's just that that option is there. All if right, you so don't have what you need, wherever you are, there's an option for something else for your child. All right. So, so let me ask. Let me ask you one more question because we're running out of time. Did okay. go, putting your kids on and off public schools, private schools, the mixture, and what Step Up for Students helped you and your family do? How did it help prepare your two kids that are at USF now? How did it help them prepare better for college? It helped. It gave them the, the tools they need. It pushed them. It, they did have a, a good structure. They got them good study habits. Um, they, they pushed them. It wasn't all about the standardized tests. They wanted them to learn the material that they would need. So when they got to um, these high schools, these private high schools, they were um, able to, to, to stay on par and excel and go further. And so now that they're in college, they're able to hold their own. It's, it, it's by no means easy. And I won't... Um, you you know, tell uh, you know any parent that it'll be a cakewalk, but for me, it's absolutely <laughs> worth it. Raising kids it, isn't a cakewalk, and then you introduce <laughs> get schools in there. Wow, and you got six of them. God yeah. bless you. That is just uh, an incredible you. responsibility. Any last, any last words you want to thank anybody out there? I mean, any last words encouraging people to go out there to step up for students org. But any last words you want to thank anybody out there for this program? Um, I would like to thank. Uh, the corporate sponsors who put the money into the program. I like to thank the program. It's the programs themselves. I love to thank Academy Prep, uh, Jesuit High School, Tampa Catholic High School, USF, all these places that are either are or el- are educating my children. Also, Summerfield Elementary was educating my youngest. I mean, the, but the scholarship itself is has allowed these schools to prepare my children to, to excel in life. And then they can turn around as they become productive citizens and help those that are less fortunate. And I always tell them you always give back. And so That's and so good. we want to Pay keep this forward. cycle going so that this so that you know step up for students twenty, thirty, forty years from now will be available for kids. Who, who need it then. Well, that's fantastic. Lindsay Morris, thank you so much for calling into the I Work Rim show, sharing your story. Thank you oh, so thank much you. for just being a part of today. Have a great night. Uh, you too, and thank you so much for having me. You bet. All right, Ron, I want to talk about some of what Lindsay was talking about. You know, there's this ability to keep it going on for 20 and 30 years, but right now you're in the middle of a lawsuit that's yep. trying to stop the program that 70,000 kids are involved in uh, across the state of Florida, and and these kids are going to private schools. A lot of them are private schools associated with, with the, they'd be Christian private schools, but there's lots of other private schools out there that aren't necessarily associated with Christianity, but it's going towards kids getting solid education that some kids just never could have afforded that opportunity. But somebody's trying to st- they're, they're trying to stop this. Who's who's trying to stop it? What's going on? And what's the latest and greatest news about this lawsuit? Sure. Um, well, the lawsuit was filed last August. It was filed by the uh, State Teachers Union, the Florida School Boards Association, the Florida PTA, and a few other groups. 
And, um, yes, they did wait 13 years to file suit. You know, you got to wonder about that. Um, but they're arguing that the program, um, the tax credit scholarship program, is essentially a voucher program, which we talked about right before the break. And we'll repeat it again after you're done explaining. Uh, sure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, the, the, the case is uh, before the circuit court in Leon County. Uh, there was a uh, key hearing in the case in early February, and we're expecting a ruling on that any day. And the ruling will be on standing, whether the plaintiffs have standing to sue or not. Okay. Now, the whole the whole deal is is that corporations, businesses can can direct their taxes instead of into the state coffers. It directs it directly to st- step up for students. It, essentially, the money doesn't go into the state coffers and back out to step up for students. It goes directed from them. It, it, they get it. It gets moved directly. I don't even know how that works. I'm just stumbling over it. So I have no <laughs> idea how it gets to you. But they're they're filing their taxes, and that money gets dedicated as an income tax credit towards you guys. That's right. Their contributions uh, are in return for dollar-for-dollar tax credits. And those are tax credits on corporate income tax, insurance premium tax, oil and gas. You said Severance tax. Severance tax, which I have no idea what that means, but (laughs) I know what a severance is, but I have no idea. Oil and gas severance tax, direct pay sales tax, and alcohol and beverage tax. tax. That's right. So people that are filing those taxes, they can direct their taxes to stepupforstudents.org. That's right. And that's what we want people to do, because that helps get... Uh, what did you say? I didn't write it down. Um, not under underprivileged. What did you say? Un, what's uh, your word? D- disadvantaged. Disadvantaged. should have just written it down. I, I apologize. Disadvantaged students get an opportunity to get into a private school of their choice. I mean, it's really about what you said. It's giving parents choice. Parents that wouldn't have choice. And you said most of the families participating are single-parent families who have an income level of $25,000 a year or less. That's right. And, and we also know, you know... You know other important things that are relevant to this right here. I mean, we know that these kids, by and large, were were among the kids who struggled the most in public schools. Um, and so, you know, they they need help wherever they can get it. And we know that once they get the scholarship and go to their private schools, that they are now making solid progress. And that's encouraging. I mean, what has happened because of the scholarship is that fifteen hundred private schools in Florida, seventy percent of them which are faith-based, have stepped up and said, let us help. And we're extremely grateful to them, and they're making a difference. All right, so we've been talking with Ron Matus, Director of Public Policy and Affairs for Step Up for Students, about turning your corporate-directed state tax dollars for certain categories into scholarships for students that are under, that are disadvantaged. i got to write this. i got to read my... You got it. You got okay. it. Okay, so what I really wanted to talk about, Ron, in this last few minutes, and I forgot to thank Clearwater Christian College and their upcoming Cougar Golf Classic on April 17th. They're looking for people that will bring foursomes to come golf in the classic and design, and that money will go towards scholarships for next year's students at Clearwater Christian College. Find out more online at clearwater.edu. All right, I want to help people find out how do corporations participate in this. Is is there a, a, a minimum limit that they can designate? I don't think so, no. Okay, so they just need to go onto your website, which is stepupforstudents.org, and then we clicked on the income-based scholarship for donors section, and it says, contact Deborah Werner. That's what it says, at 866-344-9553, and she'll help you get set up 
on this program. Yeah, she's our vice president uh, of development. She's awesome, and she'll know everything. She knows everything about all of this, so anybody who wants to contribute can contact her and get everything they need. So if right now you're contributing to the state of Florida, your corporate income tax, your insurance premium tax, oil and glass, gas, oil and glass, how about oil and gas severance tax, which Ivan looked up, and that was on this other tab I've got right here. We've got the world's slowest internet here. A tax imposed on the removal of non-renewable resources such as crude oil, and direct pay sales tax and alcohol and beverage tax. If you're contributing, if you're paying those taxes to the state of Florida, you can direct those funds to Step Up for Students, which helps disadvantaged families and students get into the the schools that be uh, secondary, primary and secondary schools of their choice. So it's very important that you look into this. As Christ followers, we've got an uh, we've got an obligation to help those more, dis, more disadvantaged than us. And there's always somebody that makes less money than us, and there's always somebody that makes more money than us. It doesn't matter. Don't compare yourself. If you've got a heart for helping people, that's what we need to be doing. So go out to stepupforstudents.org and find out how you as your business can participate. And even if you're not a business owner, this is a nonprofit organization. You can contribute directly to them. There's a page for you as well. Ron, as we're running out of time, any last word you want to encourage people to get involved? Um, I would encourage them to support the program any any way they can. If they can contribute, uh, you know, financially, that's awesome. We welcome that. We'd be so grateful for that. But even if they can, if they just support the program, uh, you know, think about what good it's doing for the kids who need the most help. Uh, and especially at a time like this when we are being sued, you know, having support of people, you know, knowing the program and getting to know the program and getting to understand it, uh, you know, just doing that is, is a wonderful thing, too. I think what's incredible is you, you pointed out there's over 70,000 students participating in the Step Up for Students program, and that's from Pensacola to Key West. So they're spread out the whole state. That's right? exactly right. It's not exactly. limited to any certain counties. It's not just the I-4 corridor. It's all over the state. 70,000 students that would lose the opportunity for parents to choose the education for their kids. And it's and it's it, the, right now, the, ju- the judge is just ruling on whether the unions have a case or not. That's right. He's, he's a standing, gonna, you said. A exactly. Standing. He's going to be ruling on whether or not they have standing, whether or not they, you know, they can show that they are damaged or potentially damaged enough to, to file a suit. Mm. So that, that, that should be coming down any day. Uh, and we know from similar rulings in other states that um, you know, judges have found that the plaintiffs in similar suits did not have standing. So, you know, we so that's felt- what we're hoping for. Exactly. Maybe one day you could call in after we get the ruling on that. We just share it with the audience and let them know what's going on. I would love to do that. All right. Well, this has been a great conversation. Always fast moving in the I Work For Him show. But I, I wanted to make sure my audience knew about this incredible program, stepupforstudents.org, stepupforstudents.org. You've got an opportunity to make an impact on your community by directing your tax dollars, your state tax dollars. If you're a business, you've got a way to make an impact on your community by get find out more. you got to find out more on how to get involved. Involved in this program because kids' lives are being impacted. As Lindsay Morris shared, as she called in and shared out of the impact on her six students, it was incredible. All right, listen, I'm looking for, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, I'm looking for a thousand people to make this commitment. I'm looking for a thousand people to live out their faith in their workplace and to commit to it publicly because I'll say your name here on the radio. I'm looking for a thousand people to start praying for their coworkers and employees. Why would you do that? 
because prayer makes a difference. And it also starts to change your heart towards those that maybe rub you wrong each and every day. And I'm asking you to pray that you've got an opportunity to pray with those people on those days where maybe they're facing a challenge that may be bigger than what they can normally handle. I'm looking for a thousand people to make a commitment to serve those they work with. But while you're serving them to be the absolute most outstanding employee in your workplace, in your position, a thousand people to live a consistent life, whether you're at home, at work, in your neighborhood. If you're going to call yourself a Christ follower, it should make an impact on everything you do. Let me know that you're willing to do that. Go on to my website, iWorkForHim.com and click on Contact Us. Go on to Facebook. Just look for I Work For Him. Let me know. Send me a message saying, I want to be part of the I Work For Him nation. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.